Right, give me one second. Just get that camera looking better. Yo, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Adam Ivel podcast. I'm very sorry it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one, but I've been very, very busy. So I've got in a special guest tonight, and uh, I'm very excited to introduce him because I've known this guy a very long time. Even though we haven't spoke a huge amount over the last few years, I've known him for a very, very long time. And it is Ashley from Leadfoot. So welcome, sir. How are you? I'm good. How, how are you? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've got to just tell all the listeners out there, we have done no chatting previous to this. I have literally yeah. just instantly hit record as he's joined the Zoom meeting because I don't want to miss anything. What I'm learning with these podcasts is if you talk too much beforehand, you miss a lot of the major conversation in the actual recording experience. So can you introduce yourself, dude? Who are you? Where can the people find you right now? Um, and a little bit of backstory, if possible. Yeah, so I am Ash. Um uh, have a small channel called Leadfoot TV. Um, I've done things previously within the car scene. So I, I had a car club called JDM North, and then I did. Uh, I had a company called Heavyset as well. Um, and yeah, just been a petrol head from the day I started driving, pretty much. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. What cars do you currently have? I know uh, you do moment, have a channel, so I, I have seen what you've got, but just for reference for those that haven't seen Yeah, it. the moment, um, my main project that I'm doing on the channel is a MX-5 track car, um, which I've only just started. I've had it about a month now, so um, still early days. But mm-hmm. And then I've had a R32 Skyline that I've been building for about three years now. Um, it's a GTST. Um I've not done anything to the engine or anything yet. So I've just been focusing on the bodywork because I bought it. It was a solid shell, like re- quite, like well, as rust-free as a Japanese car gets. But <laughs> um, yeah, the bodywork was really beat up, so it was like loads of dents in it, and the the paintwork faded really bad. So I decided to get the bodywork done before I got carried away with the engine and everything. So what are the future uh, plans for that one? Like, what's that going to be? Is it going to be like a show car for you, or um, a daily, or like, like it's what? A, yeah, just a it, just a road, a nice road car. I think that I'll occasionally take on track days and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really have a solid plan for what it's for i just wanted once <laughs> yeah, no i, I mean I'm, I'm guilty of just buying cars because i want them without a solid plan anyway i can't i can't give you any grief for that um, <laughs> you mentioned jdm north tell me a bit more about that and what that was and yeah so uh, that was a car club that we set up uh oh, it must be about eight eight nine years ago now and basically the idea came from um when the when like the cru- cruise kind of scene ended um up here they just the car scene kind of just faded away and there wasn't really any meets or like community or anything um so i decided to just set up my own car club so that we could have meets and things um and they just like kind of spiraled out of control <laughs> yeah man how many people are you getting go um we were when it was at its biggest, we were probably getting like 400 cars wow. each meet. You know? And how often so, did you host those? Um, we were doing them like every quarter. So like, yeah. Four years sort of thing. Three, yeah. Sweet. So, Sweet. Um, and um, how did you go about getting permission from, where were you hosting this? Like where were you, <laughs> where was allowing you to have 400 cars turn up? So at first we didn't really seek permission. Um, it just started out and I, think the first place we did it we had a uh, did it just in my local morrison's car park right yeah yeah, yeah. and um, <laughs> we i didn't expect it to be as big as it 
as it was, I was expecting like 20 to 30 cars. Um, and then I rolled up maybe like an hour before the meet was even due to start. And there was like a hundred cars in the car park. I was like, Oh God, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> so, um, no, that's cool, man. Yeah. So yeah, that I, I did that for about eight years. And then last year, uh, no, maybe more than last year, about two years ago, I handed it over to my friend, Andy. Um, so Andy runs it now. Um, is Andy it still Pay going? Line. Is it? Yeah, yeah, he's still doing it. He's just started doing the meets again now. Um, we he went he did one about a month ago, and it was really yeah, really good. And, awesome. and he got he got permission, so <laughs> it was a bit more chilled out and organised. Awesome. So it's yeah. it's kind of funny to me how similar the lives we've led, but being so far apart in the country. Because yeah. obviously, so I've got like a list of questions that I want to talk about and stuff, and. Um, uh, not so much questions, but talking points as such, just so we yeah. can discuss them because I don't want it just to be like an interview, um, like, you know, like a job interview. So I'd rather it be a <laughs> conversation and um, <clears throat> make it, you know, enjoyable for and informative more than anything, because I know a lot of the people that do follow me and probably yourself, because I'm sure we've got some followers that cross over. Yeah. Um, would love to know how to host a meet. And there's a lot that goes into it sometimes, especially if you're getting cars that are, when you know, they're going to be like four to 500 cars coming to somewhere. You, there's so many things to think about. So like, did you ever have to like do like um, much with the police, like let them know what's going on or councils or yes. anything? Or was it quite? So eventually um, we actually, well, yeah, I don't know where to start with this because <laughs> not all Sorry, police Marsh. are bad. No, no, but... not all police are. <laughs> but yeah. So originally we started off um, with the meet that I did locally and then, I realized that we probably probably needed somewhere bigger so that I approached um, another supermarket car park in Preston mm -hmm. and uh, we had it there. Unfortunately, we got kicked off early on that one because people kept dicking around. Um, I mean, that for we, me, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, but the, the people's behavior is really what makes or breaks a meet because like, uh, let, let's not, let's not lie. Like we're, we're car guys. We like to see, cars doing dunk like burnouts and donuts it's, it's fun yeah. right it gets your adrenaline going a little bit you're like yeah go on and like but the problem when you get people doing that on in public spaces that you've got permission to host a static car meet at that then makes the landlords of those places go nope no yeah. more you're not doing it anymore yeah. and that creates yeah. a massive problem for you because everyone even the people that are acting up a little bit aren't doing it to necessarily get the meat shut down they're just caught up in the moment and you know they, they just want to yeah, the ones that get me is the pop and bang things. And they just sit there just pop, pop, pop. I just think it's so lame. And I, I try and look back at like when I was a 18, 19 year old, like would, would, that, would I have done something like that? Just, do you know what I mean? Like I try <laughs> yeah. not to be too openly like, Oh, you guys, I'm like, well, do you know what? Like I know we're, we're real young once in it, you know, like I, I'm guilty of not so much at car meets, but definitely like out when I've been out and about in my car, dicking around, you know, like, burnouts and all that sort of stuff when i got the bmw and it just happens you know it's just it just yeah. happens but the problem is like when you when you're hosting a meet and that responsibility really not realistically falls on you you're like oh man you just think everyone hates you because like why can't you just all behave like you know like <laughs> just for yeah. one night you know we all want to be in one place especially i don't know if you've found this but like i really only attended my own meets for a long time like after a lot of stuff happened that we'll get to down the line in the podcast. But when, when I found, I felt only comfortable at being my own meets, you know, um, I found like, where was I going with this? I, I found when I was going to my own meets that I wouldn't enjoy them as half. Cause I'd be stressed out so much. Like 
oh yeah. man, there's people going to dick around. Like, what's going on here? You know, who, what company have I not told about today? Because we are hosting one our industrial estate. And like one time, one of the companies there, they're a tiny little company. And they were like, we've got a lorry turning up today. So I was like, a lorry? I've never seen a lorry turn up to your shop ever. But I was like, all right. So I moved all of the cars out of the way so an Arctic lorry could get through and a Ford Transit van turned up. <laughs> and I was like, you're just being awkward for the sake of being awkward. Do you know what I mean? So there's a lot to dance around it. But like, if you're hosting them in like, you say you started off in like Morrison's and then other car parks, where did you end up like taking them to? Um, so yeah, we, we, we did another one of the Morrison's car park in Preston. We got kicked off there basically because so there was a guy in a, one guy in a Civic at one end of the car park smacking it off the limiter basically. But that happens <laughs> um, everywhere though, right? There's I, always, there's always went, a Civic somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I went over, so I, what had happened is I, I went over there to tell him to, well, ask him to stop. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then some somebody else at the other end of the car park started. I went over there and then the guy in the Civic started again once that guy started. And it was just like a kind of an endless battle. And then we got shut down from there. So after that, I was like, all right, we're going to have to do something more to try and keep this under control. Um, so then we started doing them at Trafford Park. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. And yeah they were they were a lot better we um because we had a lot of um the police would come down and like just do laps of the car park every half an hour or so mm -hmm. um which kind of like it didn't totally stop the dicking around but it like it helped it, massively, it definitely it? definitely made it a lot better yeah um and we did it there for ages until um i don't know if you remember they had a gumball meet there and some guy crashed a c63 outside trafford park in Do you know what i don't a, i don't remember that yeah i think it I was a c63 um but yeah they, they crashed there was a big crash at a meet and basically they stopped people from having meets there right um so we then had I, something we, sorry to interrupt again but we had something yeah. i never used to host them but it was when the blue water honda meets were, were on were you ever oh, coming yeah, to those, I remember those. Yeah. they were they were fucking amazing but then we had a lot of um people that deal in scrap metal turning up trying to do some damage do you know what i mean yeah. and it was like oh great here we go like, and then they were never allowed again but carry on dude sorry to interrupt yeah so after that we i was like we, we i took a big break from it because i was really trying to find a venue um and then I can't remember how I managed, how I came across it, but anyway, somebody told me about Alton Park. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we, we had a meeting with Alton Park. I, I didn't ever expect it to go anywhere. I, I just thought, oh, it's going to be one of those meetings where they just decide that it's not the right thing for the venue. Um, and we went there. I was expecting to pay money to rent the venue and stuff. And they were just like, no, yeah, just come, come here, rock up. Um, we'll fence an area off for you. And oh, epic! Bring some, yeah, it was awesome. They were really, really nice and they were helpful. Um, so yeah, we did it at Alden Park after that, like pretty much every time, just because it was so much more easy to organise. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Think, man. Yeah, and then I think we did one more in Manchester after that, um, and then yeah, I just took a break for a while and then handed it over to Andy. So yeah, cool. Because um, like you say, when when you're doing it all the time you don't really enjoy them <laughs> you can't you can't get around yeah. man the, the problem i have with mine and i'm not i do not want anyone to think that i dislike hosting my car meets because they are one of my favorite things that i'm still able to do yeah. with my 621 brand right so 
as this podcast podcast goes on, because me and you have a very similar up and down with within the car industry, within the aftermarket car industry, and all that. Um, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite favorite things to do is still host car meets, but because I do have a little bit of a of my brand behind me, and people when they come down, I understand what it's like. Because when I go to car meets, uh, for instance, I'll use one as an example. I'm going to flex a little bit, but like when I go to the IBAC Honda meets over in America or anything like that, I'm like, Oh, I want to pick up a t-shirt show. I was here. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people come down and they want to buy a 621 t-shirt. And then obviously as it being a company as well, I can't turn business away. So I have to have my booth out. And then I end up spending my whole day stood behind my booth and I don't get to see the cars at all. And then I'm kind of just sat there waiting in the evening for all the media to be posted. So I'm like, I can finally see what cars came at my meet today. So I, (laughs) I feel like I'm there, but I'm not, I feel like I'm kind of just sat at my booth. Just, just, you know what I mean? So like the one we had recently that I didn't actually host and I purposely didn't host it. So I didn't have to have my booth out. And I let another local, like uh, Honda group of enthusiasts, Honda Evolution, they're called. I let them host the meet and they did all the organization. They did all the ringing around the companies to say we're having a meet. And I just turned up with my Civic and I just parked it up and just wandered around and did photos like like I did 10 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, I enjoyed this so much. I, I loved it. I was like, wow, how can I do this where I can host the meet and still enjoy it to the absolute fullest? but still be able to make some money at the same time because obviously yeah. I run a business. So it's like, how can I, how can I juggle all of this? So that's something I'm definitely going to have to uh, kind of get figured out. But I think at the minute with COVID and the new laws they're putting in with fines, that's, that seems to be how the government deals with everything illegal. You pay money, you know, it's, yeah. it's never like, it, it, I don't know. It just, I don't know. I, I don't know how we're going to be able to host any relatively massive car meets over, over the next five to six months i think that we managed no. to get lucky obviously with this little ease up you know how they give it a little ease up yeah. so everyone's like let's host up and now they're kind of going no 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 and it's like well okay we we'll just have to wait and see because i'm not paying no 10 grand fine do you know what i mean like, no <laughs> you know? so yeah um i've been obviously t- t- you know mentioning it a little bit so far but do you want to tell us um your history within like the car world and how you ended up starting up your previous brand that obviously i know about but the listeners may May, may remember when you mentioned it you know because uh yeah you dropped the brand completely didn't you from all of your tags yeah. and everything so if you don't I mind did, going yeah. into that that'd be cool to talk about and i can then talk yeah. about some stuff on my end too so yeah so um it's i started it really really young so i'm 32 now i think mm-hmm. something like that you're still young um, mate i'm 31 still, <laughs> <still there. laughs> yeah and uh yeah, so we need to I, mention the name real quick. We haven't even said what brand it was. Oh, before. right. Yeah. So the company was called Heavyset um, and it primarily dealt with like silicon hose kits um, mm-hmm. once, once it got up and going. Um, but it originally started when I was maybe 17 or 18. I was an apprentice mechanic. So um, I got paid absolute peanuts. I was on like seven, 70 quid a week and I basically just had to do something to make more money because I couldn't even afford, like I spent half my wage getting to work. So, um, that's crazy. I ended up... How they can pay someone 70 pound a week for a week <laughs> yeah. of work is absolutely criminal. Like I genuinely can't, I can't, I can't believe they're allowed to do that. Like, I just can't yeah. believe it. I think it has changed now. I'm not sure. Has it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. but, yeah, so I, I ended up having to like figure out another way. Um, 
to make a bit more money. So I started breaking Hondas. Um, that had, it started off with the Honda Prelude that came in uh, as an MOT failure. And I started selling parts off it. And I was like, all these, I had all these people from America messaging me, mm-hmm. um, like, I'll give you $200 for the fog light. I was like, this is ridiculous. Why are people wanting all these parts <laughs> yeah, yeah, for so, yeah. so much money? Um, so I was like, there's, there's something, I've got something here. Um, so I, I started breaking a few more Hondas um, as to get a bit more money on the side. And then somehow from that, I stumbled across um, how much parts were on eBay, American eBay. Um, for Hondas compared to UK eBay and I started bringing exhaust manifolds over in bulk that I'd bought on American eBay and I was just selling on uh, English eBay because mm-hmm. the exchange rate was so good uh, and on then, those days yeah <laughs> <laughs> the good old so, days <laughs> yeah and then from that um, I, I found out about things like AliExpress and things um, I was like um yeah, and I, I did it for ages. Basically, the exchange went, st- exchange rate went rubbish. Um, and I kind of forgot about it for a few years. Um, and then my friend Ben was like, why did you never do anything more with that, um, with the car parts you were selling? So we kind of like picked it back up, both of us, and we, we started looking into it um, and found out about AliExpress. And start, I think the first thing we brought over was a pallet full of exhaust manifolds and decap pipes right, um, okay. for like the 88 to 2000 civics and um yeah sold them but then slowly realized that because we didn't have a lot of money to begin with um that it was too slow like the shipping times were too slow because we were having to bring stuff over um and we took a trip to the, the nurburgring in my eg coupe and the hose blew on it <laughs> top radiator hose blew on it on the first lap and basically we couldn't drive it for the rest of the rest of the holiday so i'm so um, sorry my dogs managed to find the only bit of rubbish that can make noise in here to chew up I'm <laughs> i can't believe it just finn just stop it for 10 minutes dude right, carry on man sorry about that yeah so the uh yeah the hose blew on my um on my civic blew up steam and water went all over a ferrari and a porsche oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, when we got back, I ended up buying um, a silicon hose kit for the for my car, and then I started. We just started looking into those. We were like, maybe we should make some of these because there wasn't really anybody making anything other than like two piece hose kits for the Civic, mm-hmm. like just the radiator hoses. Um, so then we we um, found a supplier in Japan, uh, not Japan, in China, and got them to make us a full hose kit. So we sent them all the hoses off my car to make a yep. complete hose kit. Um, and yeah, we just kind of built, built it up from there. And we had so much trouble with suppliers. We went through like 10 suppliers before we found one. What, different open. factories for the oh, hoses, yeah, yeah. yeah? What yeah, was wrong so, with the well, some of them suppliers? If you uh, want to ask. Some, some of them, the, just the quality of, some of them were not horrendous but you just get like little defects in them and stuff and we kind of just wanted them to be perfect um because yeah we wanted to be able to charge like a decent amount of money for them we didn't want like a crap product either so yeah of course um so yeah we started having problems with uh suppliers then we started getting them made in the uk for a while 
and and we they were the quality of them when they were in the UK were the worst. The, the, wow, horrendous. Yeah. yeah. So we um we we eventually went back and started getting them made in China again. We found a really good supplier that were that we did a couple of years with that were like making really good products. They were sending out everything out on time. Um, and yeah, had we had a good couple of years where we were like developing new hose kits that hadn't been made yet. We did stuff like the P3, the FN2, uh, the RX8. Um, and yeah, we had the market. But then I, I guess as like time went on and AliExpress and stuff popped up, they were like started selling replicas of our hose kits and we were struggling to, um, yeah, just compete with the price and um, it slowly declined, I guess. And we, we started having troubles with the suppliers. What, uh, there was a, what, one time I remember they sent like a 10 grand order out to the wrong address. Um, <laughs> and we had to, we ended up getting that back um, by, we posted it up. I posted it up on Civic Life and was like, "This guy, because um, the the guy that had received it was um, was a guy that was into Hondas as well." Right. And okay. I'd, I'd sent him message. I'd tracked him down and sent him messages asking if I could come and pick it up and, and like I give him some money for the hassle and stuff. Um, and he just wouldn't have it. He was like, "They've sent them to me. They're mine now, basically." What? So um, we had to. I <laughs> Wait, do I know him? Civic um, I can't remember his name, to be honest, but I would imagine so. He was quite big on Civic Life back mm. in the day. Um, okay. And I posted it on Civic Life and asked, well, just posted about it, basically. And every, all, everybody just got together and started giving him grief until to the point where he gave gave us it back. So, no way. That's so that, crazy. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was an experience. And then we... Yeah, just had various issues. Uh, we had problems with group buys. Um, we had a really big issue where um, we did an, a, gr a group buy for the Accords and somebody accidentally sent us power steering pipes, even though I'd told them not to send us any anything other than Fulham pipes. Um, and obviously, the um, if they've got oil, they have to be made of a different silicon. So um, we had a pr massive issue with one of the group buys and that group buy absolutely blew up. It was for the Accord Type R. And um, so I had a mass, it was, it was just a shit storm really because I'd sold so many of them and then there was an issue with it because it hadn't been made out of the right rubber. Um, and then the suppliers started messing us around and wouldn't sort it out. And um, yeah, we just went through various things and it got, it was getting to the point where like it just was more hassle than, um, I could physically keep on top of <laughs> so um, it was like don't get me wrong it was absolutely awesome I, I loved it I loved doing it it brought me so many opportunities and stuff I met loads of people like I met you through it um, mm. if I, I was always um, I was always very jealous of your trade stand yeah, that big, <laughs> yeah. awesome like it looked like a stage at a show almost you know what I mean like the big blow up like what would you call it? Like like a seashell, wasn't it? Like it was open. And yeah, it was... like a, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. So cool. I remember that. I was like, oh man, that was so. I was so jealous because you also did the Barramundi wheels as well for a while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a pair of those on my sky. I set those on my skyline at the moment. Um, Do you still keep in touch with them at all, or? Uh, uh not so much. Uh, Noriaki, the guy that owns it in Japan, just because the 
it's hard to yeah um, he doesn't speak great english so it, it's hard to keep in touch with him but we i still keep in touch with barramundi usa quite a bit and cool. um yeah i actually messaged them because i wanted bigger barrels for my um for my wheels that I've got now. Um, so yeah, still keep in touch with some of them. And uh, yeah, basically it got to the point where I was just doing too much and I just took a step away from everything really. Um, mm. I, I did, uh, yeah, so I was running th- uh, three. Yeah, I can't remember. I was, I, I had a Rob that was part of heavy set with me. Me and him had a pizza shop okay. <laughs> and um, so you're quite yeah, a, you're right. quite the entrepreneur then if you like you dabble yeah, in a bit of yeah. everything sort of thing. Yeah, and then we um and then I had um yeah, heavy we were running heavy set and I was running JDM North all at the same time. Um and like I don't know if you remember like back when I met you, I was very, very quiet. Like I didn't talk I didn't talk very much and I thought you didn't like me. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I was so I was very, very nervous like when I when I was running heavy set. And basically I went, I, I kind of went through my whole life, like wondering what was wrong with me. Like I, I would almost always avoid like confrontate, well, not confrontation, but like talking to people, like social situations, type social situations. Yeah. And I, I was just petrified of them, like really nervous. And I knew it wasn't normal, but I didn't really know why. Um, and I don't, I tried on like to get over it but i knew that it was like one of the major things that was holding me back while i was running heavy set like the the other businesses that i had it didn't really affect too much but Mm -hmm. um heavy set it was a really big issue and um yeah basically i i I decided i got to a point where i was really struggling with everything i was just um, everything was getting on top of me so i just went and tried to yeah like got counseling and stuff and found out that I had borderline personality disorder. Okay. Um, so I was like, I'm not in the right mindset to deal with all this right now. So I just decided, I, I just gave in everything basically and just was like, I'm going to take a break, um, yeah. sort myself out and yeah, just do what I want to do rather than trying to balance all these businesses and mm. just not have any life really. I was just not struggling with everything. So um, yeah, I gave up. I, I didn't, I t- uh, we just gave up heavy set. We didn't do anything with it. I handed JDM North over to Andy and uh, the pizza shop. I sold my share of the pizza shop to Rob um, and I just went and got a job. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to figure myself out for a bit and just do what I want to do. And that was kind of why I um, I started YouTube because I was like, there's, if there's any like one thing that I just, I'm not good at it's talking. So um, I would, I did YouTube. I was absolutely petrified when I first started it. Like I probably was the last person you'd ever expect to start a YouTube channel. Um, but it, it was just like an attempt of trying to get over that initial fear of like, you know, just communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's where, that's where the YouTube channel came from. Um, and I, I, I never expected it to even ever grow or anything like, I did it for maybe the first year and nobody even knew I was doing it. Like none of my friends had a clue that I was even filming videos. Um, Were you not sharing it on Facebook and stuff then? Was it literally you're just uploading and leaving? I was just uploading, just leaving it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I did not. 
I have another, I actually have a second channel and I do, I do. Okay. I have promoted it a tiny bit, but like I upload on that very irregularly. I do a car news show and, um, and I don't publish that anywhere. So I don't, I no longer put them videos on face, my Facebooks and the car groups and all that sort of stuff. Cause I, I want them videos to grow a natural audience. Does that make sense yeah. when I say that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it being like a completely people are there just to get their little fix of news and then go, you know? Yeah. Um, and I can do like carry ons of stories and stuff. I'm really going to be pushing that over winter a lot because I've got, I filmed one a day and uploaded it, but I haven't shared it at all. The only place that I share it is on my community tab on my YouTube, my other YouTube. So I just yeah. go, yo, new car news videos up. Do you know what I mean? So I, I, I get where you're coming from with that. Like I'm not one of these uh, fully brute force over marketing YouTubers, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I just do my one link here, here and here on my main channel. And then that's it. If the video doesn't take off, I'm like, well, it obviously didn't capture enough imaginations onto the next one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like, yeah, the first year I just didn't, I, d- I didn't even do anything. And it was funny because I, one, once I started like, getting the confidence to tell people that i was actually doing it they were like yeah we know <laughs> oh cool <laughs> cool and um yeah just nobody really spoke about it and i i was like kind of petrified about like what people i knew would think about it and that was kind of the main fear so once that i'd got over that that i i was just like went all in really and then just started creating as much as i could and do you um, still enjoy it I, lo- I love it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. So cool. I see your micro videos. I'm on your channel now. Your micro videos did pretty well. They did. Yeah, yeah. Like they were so, obviously capturing the micro crowd quite heavily. Um, I'm just having a look now. I mean, for someone that doesn't like public talking, you've got nearly 3,000 subscribers. So you must be doing yeah. something right. Like um, 3,000 people have come across one of your videos and gone oh i'm gonna i want to see more do you know what i mean that's the that's where you got to look at it like that's that's cool yeah um, it was crazy <laughs> uh so you i see on here as well you do like a flipping car series um what else have you got you got the mx5 stuff um i obviously watched that video um because i wanted to touch on this as well about how you're like don't let social media destroy the car community yeah um now i've kind of got a love-hate relationship with social media so i spend all of my life on Twitter. Twitter is my social media. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that's the one that I've been on the longest. That's my favorite one. I love that they don't limit your posts, you know? Yeah. Like, so whereas YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, I don't even know, like any of like the big ones that you can think of. If you have an audience from back in the day, so I've got a Facebook page with 50,000 likes for 621. And that was when you would get your organic, you go out to yeah. the people that likes it, then they'd like it and share it. And then more people would come in. And like, I was definitely very lucky to be in that generation of Facebook user <laughs> because now yeah. it'll post a picture to 50,000 people and 120 will see it. And then it will be like, boost yeah. this post. And then I might boost a post once in a while and I'll pay. Basically what I'm doing is I'm paying to get my people that have liked the page to see it. It will then go, Oh, this post isn't doing as well. Maybe you should boost this post. It's all a money factory <laughs> yeah. for these guys. You know what I mean, I'm fair enough. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, but it's also killed off a lot of it. Now, I I feel like the the I can't hate it too much because without social media, six two one wouldn't be what it is. You know, like yeah. it 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 for me, six two one is a social media based company. 
for the most part, especially now I don't hold really any physical stock. It, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a very much an online retail store now. Uh, and my, I, I watched the video and I, I get it because when 621, obviously 621 like grew like as a blog, ridiculous. It was like, holy shit. Like I was like, I remember I spit, I said to my mum, I was like, mum, I've had 70 people look at my post. And she was like, wow, that's, you've had 70 people. Why would 70 people look at anything that you've written? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Cause I failed English at school. I was terrible because I was passionate about writing about cars. I was really, I found my niche for it. And I was like, yeah, I love this. And I just went hard on it because my 621, I was trying to be the US, the UK's version of the Chronicles, you know, Joey Lee, like back when yeah, he was yeah. like the Honda blog, I was like just trying to be the UK's version of that. And it was easy for me because I just loved it. I would do free photo shoots. And then I kind of got into this little like work mode of like, what I'll do is I'll sell the photo shoots to a magazine. And then when the three month period where you can't talk about it, is done i'll then post that on 621 as well so i was making money out of it and getting like like after a year like i was getting crazy amounts of hits per day to where like magazines would ring me up and be like hey do you want to put a 621 sponsor page in our magazine and i'd say well how many subscriptions do you have and they're like oh we have like eight thousand monthly subscriptions and i was like okay well i get I get more than that a day. So do you want to put adverts on my website instead? <laughs> like, and it'd be like, that has literally be what I'd say. And they'd be like, Oh no, we don't really have any budget. I was like, well, with all due respect, I don't, I don't really want to give you a thousand pound to get what I get in a day, you know, eyes yeah. on it. Like, I, why would I do that? And then obviously YouTube, I, I started doing YouTube before YouTube was a thing. Like a vlog wasn't, didn't have a name back when I started it. A vlog wasn't, I think like no one had a word for it. I was just, I just knew I, I just knew that me and my friends were funny. Do you know what I mean? I was like, we yeah. are a crack. Like we are funny. Like we have a good time back then. Obviously it was fucking brilliant. Cause we were young, stupid, like, you know, and pretty good money. It was like, fuck it. Let's just blow it all on race cars and just have fun and just buy all these rare parts and just whatever. But I always grew up on it. I'm a skateboarder. I grew up skateboarding. Not anymore. I'm not, but like back in the day, I'd skateboard and grew up on jackass and skate videos. So it was just like, how can we make that in a car vlog, like videos, basically that people yeah. want to watch? And I, and we did that Honda Diaries thing. That's why I did that stupid theme song and like, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. It was like, I then at the, when I started doing the vlogs though, and I had that little red Civic, I then had uh, my my old man invested in me. So it took me three years to get any form of investment from Dad. I think it was about three years. Like he didn't he didn't really see it as like a thing. He was like whatever. So from the magazine money, I bought merch. And instead of going yeah. out and upgrading my camera, I'd be like, well, I'm going to get some merch in. And the merch sold crazy like, to the point where in the first year I had to go VAT registered. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm onto something here, man. This could be my forever job. Like, this is sick. I love this. And the big problem was I got my dad involved and obviously I used his connections to then sort me out in um, Taiwan, the factories that I was going to use. Cause I, I wanted to go through Taiwan instead of China. Yeah. Um, uh, because I just knew they they made better car parts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like I just know yeah, that yeah. I know that a lot of the big JDM brands actually get their stuff made in Taiwan. So I was like, well, I'm gonna go there. And um I I use some of my dad's work ethic that he's learned and I tried to put it into an industry that it doesn't work in. And then I had my first big failure was my lug nuts, my steel lug nuts that I've still got yeah, stock of now. So like the locking wheel nut bit would snap off. And I had 12 grand worth of these fucking things. And yeah. I was like, fuck. Well, I can't sell these at all. Do you know what I mean? So I had to sell them as track only for 20 quid when they were costing me like 50 pound to have made. 
And I was like, oh man, like, so then I instantly knew I'm not doing steel anymore with lockers because it just doesn't work with that design. So I went to a different factory. I don't know if I can say who it is, but they were a massive factory that make for one of the biggest brands in, in the world. And um, I, I, I went to them for my lug nuts and the product become amazing, but I was selling them. So I was buying them in at like 60 pound um, for the gold chrome and the neochrome. And I think I was buying the, like the, like the matte colored ones in for 50 pound or 42 pound. It was 42 pound and 52 pound, something like that. It was only 10 pound difference. But then I was only selling them at 69.99 and 79.99 for, for yeah. something that I was putting such a huge outlay in. I was making like 20 something percent. And like when you, you know, if you're buying in bulk, you want to be making 50, 60, 70% on products so you can carry on the investment in going, right, we're going to make new products. We'll pay for the tooling or do that. And like the, it, it would, it, that lug nut stuff, I did them out of like a, it was more like a, cause we were making about the same um, brand, uh, material alloy, the same grade, grade alloy that Ray's were using on theirs, but I was selling them for a hundred pound cheaper than Ray's. Do you know what I mean? It was like, cause yeah. I was like, you're not paying for a Ray's lug nut, you're paying for 621 and I don't value 621 at the same I value Ray's. Like the level of, you know, industry level, I just c- couldn't believe that I'd be able to be, compete with them. I was like, I just, there's no way. Um, obviously my big one that I did was coilovers. So I've never really openly spoke about the coilover situation because you did them too, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. So, Briefly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how hard the coilover market is, is to become a staple yeah. naming. Um, so I also had to battle with an absolute maniac that ran another company that I'm sure you'll know by me just saying that, but like, I'm, I don't want to say any names cause I know he's, he loves to sue people. Um, I was dealing with obviously the big boys. Like I can say these cause I get on well with Tegua now and Driftworks. Like they bring in, Tegua bring in yellow speed, you know, uh, Driftworks bring in HSD. They've all got their own product that they're, they are their, what, what would you call it? Like their, uh, like their talisman product, you know, like their, their brand yeah. is yellow speed. Like they might be out of sale. For instance, like Tegua might be out of sale with K tuned and all the rest of it, but they're focused on yellow speed as the brand, you know, like that sort of thing. So I was like, yeah, I was like, right, I've always wanted my own brand product, but you know, you learn lessons through stuff. And my, my biggest regret was putting my own name on the product. Um, because if any failed, I couldn't pass off that <laughs> to a different brand. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, Adam, I mean, people call me Mr. 621. I've had freaking girls match with me on Tinder and we're like, Oh, hello, Mr. 621. If they've been out with other guys in the car world. And I'll be like, how the fuck do you, what the fuck? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so by having my brand name, I'd worked so hard to make such a, cause I, my uh, reputation to me is everything. And I was like, so proud of what I'd created with 621 and how it was such a community brand. Um, I, the first year or so of sales was so good. Like with product, I could make money on them. Um, I was making money on them, you know, like the company was doing really well. And then after like that year warranty runs out because I'd put them as 621 brand, and then if stuff would start going wrong, like all coilovers fail, there is no coilover brand out there that can say they've got a hundred percent pass rate over a year. I, I, um, I bought a very expensive set of coilovers a few years ago and they lasted uh, three months. <laughs> yeah. So even the big, big names will have issues and that's why you get a warranty. I offered a 12 month warranty. But the problem I feel like I had is because I was so involved in the community itself 
and I still am to an extent, not, not as much as I used to be, but I definitely was like, that was my life. Do you know what I mean? Like civic life, all the forums, like making sure everything was perfect. You know what I mean? And my YouTube channel, when I was trying to make it like a community thing, so I'd always go to car meets and film their car meets and stuff. Like I felt like as soon as that wore off, people thought like, oh, I've bought coilovers off Adam. So Adam will sort them out. We're mates. And I'd be like, well, you might be my friend, dude, but you've bought a product off me. So can you email sales at 621? Because this is at the time I had employees. I'd be like, one of us will deal with it. And then without them doing that, they'd just be like, Adam won't sort out my product. Fuck 621. The coilovers are shit on their yeah. Facebook or on their Instagram. And I'd be like, what the fuck? I remember I had one and this guy, basically we had a batch. So our factory bought in the bottom cups from somewhere else. Now my factory was not a shit factory. I hand selected this factory. I visited it. I went every time I went to Taiwan, we'd sit and do redesigning of stuff. And we'd be talking about how we can make them better. What needs changing for the UK market and all that. Like I was really heavily involved with it all but they bought in the bottom mounts for a set of my orders because they were so busy with other orders. They bought in a set instead of welding them up themselves and the welds failed. So I had a, a batch of EK coilovers where the welds failed and one guy fitted them. And within 24 hours, the weld had failed. And I, I, at this time when I realized the welds were failing, I stopped buying them all completely. I was like, yeah. I am not working with you anymore. If we've made this mistake once you, it could happen again. I'm, I just, can't risk this for like my own sanity like my own sanity and um this guy and his little scottish friends like i met i was on holiday i was in florida at the time of all this going on i was in my house in florida on holiday with my dad and um it, it hell broke loose because a few of his friends decided they didn't like me anymore and they made it their personal vendetta even now it would not surprise me if he comments on this that one of these idiots he's a fucking dickhead and he, uh, so they made it their absolute goal to like ruin my life that was what it was but this guy i replaced his coilovers that he paid 500 pounds for 621 coilovers that he paid 500 pounds for because i was doing them on special offer when he bought them um, with a brand new set of yellow speeds that ended up cost. I'm not going to say how much they cost me, but they cost me more than that because I have to buy them off Tegua. You know, they yeah. are the main distributor and I'm a dealer for them. So I had to buy them. So I lost money and I had the other set picked up and that was the first set that um, really was like the big one where the guy wouldn't just deal with me because he got what he wanted off me, a brand new set of coilovers from yellow speed. And then he and his friends still decided to pick me apart. And I was like, how, how much better service could I have offered you there? Like, really, like, I've replaced the product without even having mine back first. I've sent you another set of coilovers at my own money because I'm not getting these refunded by anybody. You know, this, these coilovers land on me, these 611s. If I had a, a set of yellow speed fail or a set of BC racing fail, I could go to their distributors and say, yo, these are failed. I want our money back because I've had to supply something else because I've lost faith in your brand. Does that make sense? So yeah. I, I then had to replace. I did it out of um, with the EP3 and DC5 as well because we had ones of those fail because they were our, our own design and once again the factory subbed out the arms so where they were yeah. attaching would snap and it was uh -huh. i then contacted everybody who bought a set so it was 44 sets of coilovers right so just figure i had to buy out of my own business money 44 sets of coilovers for people and yeah. and then right. i lost not just the profit out of them 44 sets that failed, but the, the price I had to buy them for as well. Because <laughs> at that point, I couldn't, I weren't dealing with the factory anymore. 
because I decided when they went wrong that they weren't going to deal with me any. They were like, because I was basically saying I want my money back. They were like, well, you're not getting it back. And that that was where I just had to take a fat L. And it and that's like ruined everything for me. That was yeah. like, it wasn't even that the product was bad. It was the factory subletting out one part of the product because I still run my 61 coilovers on my EG now. And I was going around Snetterton the other day against cars on Tyne Springs and BC coilovers and other, you know, all these other nice coilover kits. And I am keeping up with them in my one six civic. So the product wasn't bad. It's just, we had a failure and I didn't have the team behind me or the financial financial bucket to cushion me when that all went sour does that make yeah. sense and that yeah. i still stand by the product now i feel like if you've got a set on your car rag around on them they're sick just you know they were quality like they were fun and it was so exciting when i did it but i learned so many lessons from that as well like wow i look back on it and i'm like okay like i still don't know if i'm personally over that situation yet because i loved being a part of the car community so much and i felt like i couldn't go to what i loved anymore does that make yeah. sense because i was like i felt embarrassed yeah. i was like I, I but you have to risk it as a business businessman if you don't take risks like i've read something earlier like congratulate yourself if you failed because most people will never even try and it was you like know, you know it's the I only way you learn isn't it so. yeah i i tried and i learned and but now i feel like i could be in the position where in the future i actually know if I wanted to set this up for somebody else or another company came to me and said like, cause what I do for a living is um, product source in China and Taiwan. So yeah. I have the ability now to say I had five years dealing in car part manufacturing, which how many other people can say that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like realistically, yeah. like, I did it all myself and we had a really successful brand for a while. And if I had the finances and the team behind me to do it, I, I think my, my, I would do it again. But I think my big, my big problem is I don't ever want to risk my own name again because it was so hard having like clicking on Facebook and seeing everyone like, I, I, to be fair, not everyone. I had a lot of people supporting me as well. Um, very much kicking off with this guy saying, you're being bang out of order here, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's so soul destroying as well when you've put oh. so much time and effort into it. Like when we did that, a court, uh, a court type R group buy on the hose kits, like it was a it was an honest mistake the guy that sent me them didn't realize that he'd put the power steering hoses in and obviously i didn't realize because by the time i've got them they're just a bag full of hoses i don't know where they've come from or what part of the car they're off um and then yeah we obviously sold like 50 sets of them on the group by and had to just we had to sort the problem out on our out of our own pocket because obviously it's not the factory's fault either because we've not told them that they need to be made of a different material. So yeah. it's, we have it's to... so, so difficult. And like, yeah. like I, I, I loved my period of selling car parts with my brand on like, but it was sick. <laughs> like, yeah. I even look back now and I still have like, I still have a load of my wheel nuts. Like, I kept a color of each, but I've used them all. Like I haven't been like precious with them and like kept them on a stand with my, I've been <laughs> using them because I'm like, they were good. So let's get yeah. the use out of these things. And I've kept them all for the next project. I'm like, they're good like, on my civic. I still run my lug nuts. I still run my coilovers for now. I might upgrade them at some point to something quite expensive. Just as that car progresses, naturally it'd go from twin tube to get a monotube set. Cause that car's never going on the road again. So I can make it an out and out track car now. Whereas yeah. the twin tube ones that I opted for were great on the road as well. Cause they're much sturdier. Like the actual tube for actual like shocks leaking. I never had one fail in the first 12 months yeah ever so like it was like maybe i had one but that was a guy admitted he hit a pothole really 
really hard and he was like look i'll even pay for it tell me how much you want like, he was so honest and like um i might be wrong with that because it was a long time ago but like i never not that i can remember having any go wrong but it was really difficult and that's why like i i take my hat off to tegiwara and driftworks and everybody else that's managed to be successful because i'm sure that they've had their issues you know they're breathing well, yeah, teething you, problems everybody and... knows tegiwara's up their issues because the civic life and the other yeah. forums used to just destroy them didn't yeah, they but they, was... they never did anything wrong it was just yeah i i tell you what that was and it's they they i feel like they got they got lucky when they were growing because it was just forums that their names were getting slandered on so yeah. it only stays within them small groups of of people and then even then you'd have people still buying off them like let, let's not bullshit you might be like yeah fuck it. what did everyone say teggy wank didn't they used to go yeah teggy yeah. wank but like then you'd be like oh, i need some fucking oil for my car fuck it i'm gonna take it do you know what i mean like it was like it was so fucking ridiculous like, yeah and like, i used to have a little it was like jokey beef with them more than anything and um i then bought a, a jap show one of their um intakes like basically i basically said like i was always joking with them like no i only buy jdm parts i only buy jdm parts and um johnny i've always gotten well with johnny man like even when i think he didn't like me because i was a big mouth but like still like he, you know i always got on quite well with him he was always very polite to me and uh, one we were at jap jap show and i was with my friend teg boy and he was like um james was like adam let's go to take the take stand they've got one of their carbon dc5 intakes and i've just got my black dc5 and i was yeah. like all right let's go and have a look we're gonna say hello to the guys anyway yeah give them a bit of shit or whatever just have a bit of banter with them and i've gone over and they were like what we got to do to get out in your car? And I was like, give me it free. And they were like, how about we do it at cost? And I was only joking with the free thing. Like it was like, yeah, give me it free. I was like, but you do it at cost. And they were like, well, well, we'll do you a real nice deal on it. And they, we made an agreement and I was like, all right. And they were like, but you know, just, we want your honest feedback with it, but there you go. So I went and fitted it. And I remembered as I drove it up the road, I was like, please hate it. Please hate it. And it went and it fucking took off. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really good. <laughs> and then, like, I literally remember posting up going, All right, I can see Tegiwa's intakes fucking brilliant, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, and ever since then, I've gotten so well with the guys at Tegiwa. Like, they've always been wonderful, like, wonderful people. And hopefully, I can get them on here, Johnny, especially, because I get on really well with him. Maybe I can get him on here one day and talk about his growth and all of the stuff like that. But um, companies like him, Tegiwa, uh, him and Luke have obviously created, have actually allowed companies like mine to survive in a climate yeah. where we we work on such a niche type of thing and it really is like i get it a lot and it's not me i just don't think people think so um i'll give you an for instance a guy added me on facebook and i accept basically everyone on facebook as long as they're not, not like a scam account like i just see it as like someone that might click my video do you know what i mean i'm like all right well yeah you know, they obviously added me for a reason so <clears throat> and um this guy messaged me and he was like oh, i've just bought these yellow speed coilovers um and had them fitted to my car and i wanted to show you i was like but you didn't buy them off me so why why are you showing me <laughs> and he was like i just know you're a honda nut i was like dude like like if you're a fucking fitted kitchens for a living i wouldn't fucking have someone else come around and fit a he was like, i only bought them because i saw you advertising them on your videos i was like so you bought them off someone else. So like it, it hasn't benefited me in any way and you didn't even tell the company that you bought them from Oh, I bought these because Adam Ivel has said so. And even that means something to me because like then that company are like, oh, Adam Ivel told you to buy them. Like, all right, cool. Then maybe we'll work with him in the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I was just like, this guy, I was like, dude, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but it feels like you're rubbing it in my face that you've bought these off somebody else. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, fuck me off or something. I don't get it. Like, like, like cool, your car looks nice, but 
I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, and he was like, oh, I feel really bad now. I didn't even know you sell them. I was like, you obviously did because in every video I go, hey, look at these yellow speed coilovers. You can buy these right now at 621. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. man, like, I, you know, like, like by techie were offering all these and, and I'm not, I, I won't talk bad about them anymore because like, they really have helped me. And like Johnny's a, a great guy. Like, and so is Luke. I've only met Luke a couple of times, but like they've really allowed my company to survive. Like Teggy were Driftworks, all of those companies that will allow me to just buy products off them instead of having to stock it myself because I can't compete with them. Yeah. I can't, I can't compete with the buying power of some of these multi-million pound companies because I'm just one guy and I work two jobs to have the lifestyle that I have. And I do YouTube on the side and I take little sponsor deals here and there. And even that I have to fucking declare tax on now. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that, that thousand or that 2000 pound I might've made in a year from doing YouTube with some sponsor gigs now becomes that minus that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, great. Like even my little bit of pocket money that I was able to go, Oh, but I'll treat my car with Recaro seat. Oh, sick. I can buy myself the dream seat. Oh, but I've got to make sure the government gets their fucking slice first. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, will, I will always be admirable to companies like Teguer to Driftworks because they are allowing companies like mine to be sustainable without me having to have the huge risk of investment anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, and e- where... even when, even when we were starting out, they were they were relatively small back then. Like, yeah. the the amount of stress and grief they must have gone through to get to where they are now. It yeah. And it's, it's unreal. It's yeah. admirable. <laughs> but the only, the only gripe I have, and this is not with them, it's with customers that aren't me, that aren't buying from me, but they'll like, maybe I'll have them on Facebook and they're like, they'll come to me and be like, Teggy, where we're doing these, this price. Can you beat it? I'm like, well, I can match it, dude. And he's like, fuck it. I'll just buy it from Teggy with them. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, I don't want to make you any richer than you are. I'm like, Bro, Techie will have a fucking NSX race car and a race lorry. <laughs> like, but you ha- you know, I was like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with me, Andy? Like, this little bit of money out of a set coil up. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I, I have no gripe with it. Like, like I said, I, I love them as businesses because they en- enable me to still have 621 because without companies like them that allow me to not have the investment, 621 wouldn't be a company anymore. I would be yeah. working only for my family business because it's not worth the stress. Like, it's not like you said. It's not worth the stress. How did the coil everything go down with you? Like, why did did you stop um, that because of everything that went on, sort of thing? Right. Yeah, it was just kind of towards the end anyway, and um, yeah, just like you say, you j- it just needed a, a massive amount of investment and research and development. I, I re- we tested a we had them on a couple of our cars. So Ben had them on that EK4 that he had, and I had them on my RX7. Um, we had a couple of others dotted around on other cars and we, we tested them for a good year, year and a half, two years before we actually started selling them. And yeah, they, they, they were really good. Like really, really good. We went for a couple of different suppliers before we found the ones that we, that we wanted to yeah, yeah, work same with. As me. You, you have to, you, you can't yeah. just go with the first one. You've got to find the one that works with you and your brand and what you're aiming for, you know? Yeah. And they worked, they were really really good but the yeah it was just towards the end and I, I was kind of I was over it by that point I was already struggling like just dealing with everything and um I think just like finding out what that there was actually something wrong with me it just kind of gave me that realization that like actually I can do something about this I can I can get better and 
like just be a better person because like you say you you thought i hated you because yeah i just, yeah. I just assume then, that about everybody though I, I never assume that anyone is one likes me just because of what i do or two is like, like a fan i'm putting that in speech brackets but like i net like i never like walk into like a car meet and be like, I know everyone watches my YouTube. Do you not know who I am? Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, I bet yeah. no one here watches my videos. And if they do, I bet they think I'm a twat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, and like, <laughs> like do you know what I mean? That's the way I kind of like juggle. That's the way I deal with it. Because then like, I'm never disappointed if like I turn up and then go home and on Facebook, like that fucking dickhead Adam Ivor was there. I'm like, oh, right, well, okay. Yeah. I knew they all hated me anyway. Do you know what I mean? That's just how I've dealt with it. Like, I've just been like, all right, a bit self-deprecating yeah. maybe, but that's I, just how I, I deal with everything. That- I think just like me not being able to really talk to people properly really just affected the way people thought about me as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with me running the business, it made it difficult because like I'd be at car shows and I'd have to like if Ben wasn't there with me because Ben were like a real Ben and Rob were real people. Per, like per, yeah, people pay people people persons. people people yeah people people <laughs> and um, yeah they could they could um, do all that stuff but like a lot of the time. I would have to go do car shows on my own and I would, I would just really struggle. Um, and I, I think because I, I wasn't very good at communicating and a lot of people had a bad opinion about me and it wasn't because I was being rude or like being a dick. It was just, I was actually just petrified of talking to people. So um, yeah, I, I think just, I just realized that to, once I found out what was, what was up, I just needed to take some time out and just like kind of work on myself and like, work towards just getting better and being a bit more confident do you mind um, me asking a little bit more about borderline personality disorder at all are you okay to talk about it like, yeah that's fine yeah, yeah. mind me asking what, like i'm gonna sound really naive but i don't actually know what it is like can yeah so it's um it, it affects a lot of people differently but um i the 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 closest thing i could probably explain it to being is like uh bipolar you know like bipolar, what bipolar is I know, I know, I know of it, and I know of people with it. So, if you ask um, me to describe it, I couldn't. What? Yeah. Where? So, like with bipolar, you're very up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, what? But when with my borderline personality disorder, um, I, I go through longer periods of just being really, really depressed, um, and I struggle to get out of it, and yeah just i i had like major anxiety like like i say i could i couldn't i just couldn't talk to people i would go way out of my way to like just avoid people um i remember like when i was doing my apprenticeship at, as a mechanic i would literally go through the whole day without saying a word basically while while like eight till five eight in the morning till five at night and i'd maybe say like 10 words all day to the people i worked with just and uh, like it never even with me spending all day with them I, I never got any better um but yeah it affects different people different ways but um the the best way to describe it is just like major major depression um and i think a lot of it is just it i, I made it 10 times worse by not going to do something about it and y- you know like just constantly worrying about talking to people and confronting people um and I think just finding out what was what was wrong with me and doing more research into the into like things I could do to make it better, it just made it ten times more manageable. Like I, I still have days where I just go out and I just don't want to talk to anyone, um, and I'll just avoid people all day. But the 
um i think just doing the youtube doing youtube and like sometimes some days like when i'm feeling down i'll know that i don't really want to talk but i'll push myself now because i know that i have to otherwise um yeah people just get a really bad opinion of me is there any way to work with this so like i is it is it something that is like do you have to take tablets or anything like is there like um, a lot of people do i i don't I, I don't have it as severely as most people so um i i did for a while for like for maybe the first two years and then i just um like after i was getting counseling and everything at the same time so um i just when I, as i was starting to feel better i decided not to take them um, mainly but it was mainly because well, they did help but they just like kind of leveled me out um so I, I didn't feel happy and i didn't feel sad if, mm. if that makes sense it was just like a numbing like a, a, yeah just numb yeah feeling just nothingness all the mm. time um and i just didn't like the way it made me feel although it, it i think it was essential for me to get to a point where where i, I felt comfortable to you know just actually come off them and try to make myself happy by doing yeah like myself basically i i um yeah i just took a bit of time out tried to sort things out tried yeah. to take a bit of bit of stress off me like i think a lot of the a lot of the stress played a big part um at making it like to well getting me to a oh. point where i just couldn't deal with it so, so i i've i've openly said before that i've suffered with depression and i had therapy for a very long time and I had to have it again early like throughout this like february to i don't know four before lockdown basically february to lockdown um yeah. with an i found this an amazing therapist in colchester he's absolutely unbelievable and i i have had a few zoom calls with him since that you still have to pay the <laughs> you know the <laughs> therapy's not cheap you know when you find a good one it, it's not cheap but um He's absolutely unbelievable and he really helped me. Um, and I do feel like when you're running a company where you're so in such a niche world and that niche world is your world. So that's what I found with 621. Like my whole being in existence was the modified car world. I was involved in all the, the I was fully hooked up with all the drama, who was banging who, like, you know, who was dating <laughs> who, what car was going to win the shows or who was going to shows, who was going to be on what trade, like what trade stands would have each car. That whole industry and world, I was so absorbed in. And I feel like when things started going wrong in that for me and I didn't have my world to escape to, I was, yeah. I felt lost and like I crashed and burned. And that's why I, I think I went dead silent on social media for a while. Like I, I stopped doing the 61 stuff. I didn't even mention it for a while. I was like, I didn't, I didn't stop doing like stickers in the merch. I called off all of the parts and I did all of the parts at cost price just to sell them. You know, that I had, it was just like a big end of line sale, like going, like giving it a yeah. shot. Like I feel, I feel like I had the, my goal was to try and be like the UK skunk too. That was always my goal was like, I want to be like them. Like, you know, and yeah. I feel like I could have made it if I'd had the right team and the right investment and the right, you know, marketing and stuff yeah. instead of solely relying on me i was like i'll advertise it through my youtube my instagram my facebook pages it'll all be on me so like if if i'd have known more about paid facebook marketing or influencer marketing as such yeah and maybe i could have gone oi lee lockwood you're building a civic here's a free set of coilovers do you know what I mean? Like the one I actually did was Danny DC2. I gave him a set of S2000 coilovers. Um, 
and he ran them on his SC thousand, and he was like, he was always like, he's like, he was always like, not my, not the anti six two one guy, but he was always a, a skeptic. He was like, oh, I don't really know how good these are going to be because you make them. I was like, it's not just me. Like, I work with a factory, a team of like actual engineers that make these. Um, and then he got the six two one ones, and he loved them. He even put up a post on Facebook and Instagram. I didn't ask him to, and he was like, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised with these. Like I thought I was going to dislike them, but they're actually really solid bit of kit, you know, like, and that to me, I was like, well, that was really cool. But I, if I'd have known back then by just doing stuff like that would help so dramatically. But yeah. That was, it, I, I lived all that through the beginning. There was no, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is when we you know? started the, an influence, an influence, it wasn't a thing. Like it wasn't, I was about as much of an influencer as you could get really in the car scene. Do you know what I mean? Having my blog yeah. and my Instagrams popping and then Danny DC two started doing well. So like, luckily for me, it was my mate. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, we had a little bit of like, it worked out really nice for, for both of us really. When we went for a little spell of like beefing on each other, I don't think it was ever real beef. Like I never hated him, but like it always take the piss out of him and it always take the piss out of me and our audience would come back. My views are going up just because of that. And then he decided to basically call it quits and vomp. Mine went yeah. one too. Like I, I, I found that, but um, but yeah, it's been a real interesting roller coaster. But for now, like I don't know. I mean, would you go back in? Like with Leadfoot, are you going to be doing like anything? I don't know. Um, it. I think one of the main reasons that like I just decided to totally stop with a lot of the car stuff is because it was it's my escape really. Like being like just going to a track day or a car show it's just like my way of unwinding and i think when i'm in, so heavily involved in it like with with the car parts and the car like running a car club it really drains the love out of it a little bit for me um oh massively and i yeah. i can completely sympathize and agree and i say i live through that too with it and that's yeah. i think that's why i don't host as many meets as i used to and why i don't I don't even go to like other shows and meets anymore because for me, like my little escape now, and th I think this is why I don't film everything for YouTube. Right. So I'll go down my unit and work on one of my cars and I won't film it. So it'd be like the E36 or I'll be tinkering on the civic or something. Do you know what I mean? Like something where yeah. I'm like, this doesn't, my, my YouTube channel is not popping enough for me to do, be able to get away with doing shit videos. Like, you know, if you're like a big time YouTuber, yeah, you could, I can remember one time, I won't say who it was, but I watched a YouTuber change the light switch in his garage. And I remember <laughs> watching it and I was like, what the fuck am I, what, why have I just wasted 20 minutes on this? And it was just him walking around his house talking and then he changed the light switch and i was like right okay and he was it he was one of those this is the type of youtuber though that can get away of going so this is a water bottle and what you have to do is unscrew the top and then you have two things and you take a sip and then you put <laughs> that back on and you do that and that's how he does his stuff does that make sense and it's like yeah people will watch me like oh I'm so glad you told me how to do that. I, I would not have known how to do that without you telling me to do it. So like, he was telling everyone how to change your light switch and you get it. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, if I posted something like this, no one would watch it. Like, no one would <laughs> yeah. watch it. And, and I was and like, you just get loads of abuse for doing it. Yeah, you? but like, I, I'm not big enough or entertaining enough, I guess, for people to click on the next video after doing something like that. I think if I, I think with smaller channels, because I still consider myself a small YouTuber, I am. I am not getting the big money views. Like I know it looks like 
for, from where I was in your position at one point with 3000 subs getting 500 yeah. views or thousand views of video, I'd be like, you know, I'd be like looking at someone like me with 60 K who gets like five to 10 K a video and be like, wow, I wish I was getting that. But now I'm here. I'm like, man, I feel like I could be doing more. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like the yeah, numbers think- don't justify what I'm putting out, but I posted on my community page the other day saying like, what would you, and it, I just got some feedback from everybody and I, I get it. Like I get people want a story of one car and like some guy, I'm going to, I'm going to read out what one guy said because it, it annoyed me a little bit because like, I feel, I wish you were judged on where you're actually at. Does that make sense when I say that? Because this guy commented going, I'm gonna have to go back a bit because I've just started up this membership thing. So people can actually like see stuff exclusively on here now, but um, let me find it. It was something along the lines of, Okay, I can't actually see it. Oh, here we go. It's quite quite lengthy, so I'm not going to the whole thing. But it was like, for the one thing I find with the UK automotive channels is they're so slow and hard to get into. Slow to push out content, boring basic builds that go on forever, that should be that should be done in a week or two, but get dragged out over a year or so. So I'm not going to read the rest because it's like a lot of shit. But like, this is the problem with people like, and who I love, the Hoonigans, Adam LZ, TJ Hunt, you know, it, the the beers for build a fucking the goon squad you watch all these channels that are making thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and pounds every month to the point where they can do a new build every month if i had if i was making 20 or 30 grand off my youtube channel i could buy and build a k swap civic i could buy and build a skyline not a gtr anymore but you know where I'm coming from. Like, <laughs> yeah, I could buy and build a fucking anything like that. That's why they can get them done in a month because I could I could buy a, a fucking car, buy all the parts I need on that same day, wait for them to turn up, do the introduction video, and then every day have a part fit, part fit, part fit. Let's get it mapped. Let's go on a track day. Yeah, it's a warped the, reality. The is... Sorry, <laughs> no, no, it's just the a thing... warped reality, isn't it? You know. Yeah, the th- the thing is as well when when they're at that stage is like. They have all the crew with them, so like they have people to work on the cars, and they have just... actual units. With, like, I know I've got an actual unit, and I'm very lucky, but I don't have a ramp. So if I want to do anything, I've got to lay under the car on jack stands still, man. <laughs> yeah. And like I am always injured. So like trying the other day, I had to swap my roll cage, some bits of my roll cage around, and I was underneath the car, and I and I put in the new subframe bolts, the Civic, and I was trying to pull my shoulder. I've damaged all my shoulder ligaments in both shoulders, so I was trying to tighten this thing, and the pain was excruciating, and I was just like. I don't know how I fucking do this. You know, I was like, I, I have to do it because I've got a track day tomorrow. But like, I, I, I am in agony. And I was like, if I film this, people would just be like, oh, you've been a pussy. Oh, you fucking man up. I'm like, I'm, I'm hurt, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're like, like, you're right. They have like crews and they have, they also have the pulling power. It is money goes to money, isn't it? Like, so they have the pulling yeah. power where they can go, I need my car mats. Oh, we will do it. Yeah. We'll get it in first. Whereas I want my Sylvia mats and the place that said they'll map it would be like, well, there's a two month wait on, on the roller. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I've yeah. had, I've got to wait for my engine to be built. I'm finally paying someone to build me a full engine. But even when that comes back, it'll be a two month wait before I have to pay up to eight hundred pound to have my car mapped. Eight hundred pound yeah. to me, I look at eight hundred pound and I'm like, yo, where the fuck am I going to get eight hundred pound? Do you know what I mean? Like, if if, <laughs> yeah. if the YouTube was doing numbers, which I. I, I, I don't know whether we get punished a little bit because we're in the UK. Like, realistically, like I've seen, like, Matt Armstrong, he's absolutely popping at the minute in the UK and with car builds. Like, 
he's doing amazing. He's getting hundreds of thousands of views of video. And I'm, I look at it and I'm, I'm like, I take my hat off to you, fella. Like you've managed to break the code. Do you know what I mean? You've broke through <laughs> yeah. that British boundary and you're getting American numbers now, like sick. But then I see other people like I've watched like DMO DJ and Ricky from living life fast. And that, that, that crew sort of thing. Yeah. Or that, that like that type of video where they'll drive really fast, you know, like on the roads where I think Ricky's kind of stopped doing that so much. And he does more cinematic stuff now, doesn't he? You know, like, it's, yeah, he's like, I think Ricky's top dog when it comes to car reviews. I don't think there is a better video channel of modified car reviews in terms of production quality and everything. I think he's top dog. So I get why he gets the views, but like, I, and I, I took a lot of advice for him when I, when I met him, he, he was really kind, you know, like with, with information and like helped me out a lot. So I look at it all and I believe there is a, there is a formula for, for it. But it's yeah, whether, if so you want to run like... that, do you want to run that formula? And, and, and yeah. that's it. Like, cause for me, I just want to document my drifting and I want to build the cars I want to build and I want to buy the parts I want to buy. Uh, and I think that to me, like, like with my M3, I've been waiting two months now for my coilovers and I still haven't got an ETA on them because I've ordered expensive ones. I've, you know, I'm not just bought your generic ones. I've gone, I want the, the big boy ones, but I've yeah. never had a set of these before. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to treat myself, you know, let's fucking treat myself. It's been a hard lockdown. You know, I've managed to work my bollocks off for it and do a right out of it. So I, let's treat myself and that treat is now waiting and waiting and waiting so it's hard to like hit these deadlines of builds and stuff when you're a normal dude like i'm not a full-time youtuber i wish i could be i wish like i said like i was making enough money from it to be able to be like i can pack it all in and just work down my unit every day and let my dog run around and not sit in an office people don't realize how long it takes as well. Like the, the amount of time you spend editing, even like when your videos aren't that high production value, it takes hours of editing and like yeah. the filming and going through footage and people just think you film it, oh, upload it on YouTube and you're done. And <laughs> it's like there's it's, hours and hours of, there's a lot like, more to it than meets the eye, but I am not complaining. I, I, I want people to understand that I am fully ready in and I've always been like this in my whole life. I am ready to earn my way, right? Yeah. That's how I am. I'm ready to earn my way. If, if I knew that I could do what I'm doing from where I live, because I believe if I move to Florida, because obviously I have the ability to move to Florida because my dad having the place out there, right? Like his retirement is Florida. So I yeah. could relocate to Florida and push for a YouTube channel. You know, because I watch Taylor Ray as well. But th- this is what I mean. I'm just going to go on his channel real quick. So I've really started like, I like Taylor Ray. He's super chill to watch. Whereas I understand I am not chill to watch. I am, mm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I believe it's some, I have some form of ADHD where I cannot focus. I'm hyperactive when I'm on camera. Like I'm a character, you know, whereas he's super chill to watch. And he's got nearly half a million subscribers now. And on his channel, because I was looking through, I always look at other car YouTubes to see how they're doing it. Because like I say, I would love to do this full time. Whereas if you look at his channel, the most viewed videos he's had in the last month are of him restoring a box trailer. (laughs) Not his car builds, not his rare Japanese Nissan, not his MX-5 with a V8, I think it's got in it. Not his Corvette drift. Him cleaning up a box trailer. Yeah, And I'm like, there is no formula to this shit. Do you know what I mean? No, well, I bet when I, he was doing that trailer videos, he was thinking these are going to die a fucking death. I bet he was cleaning that trailer <laughs> up going, I am wasting my time. 390,000 views on his episode one. <laughs> and like, I, I'm, I, 
I'm one of these guys that even if I don't like people, right? Like I've, I like Taylor Ray. I'm gonna, I've never met him, but I've met a few of his friends, like obviously from that circle in Florida. Um, but I like him. He's, he seems like a nice guy. Like in his videos, he seems super chill. Like I'd love to fucking chill with him. Do you know what I mean? Like he seems like a dope dude. But like other people that I might watch, I might think like you're a bit of a twat. I don't wish them non-success. I'm like, yo, if you're managing to be this much of a dickhead and create an audience, more power to you. It's the same with yeah. the OnlyFans girls. I've always been a big advocate for doing it. If you, if they are willing to get their titties out and make some money, fucking do it. Because why I, wouldn't you? You know, like <laughs> I always laugh at that argument as well. Because, like, imagine if it the roles were flipped and guys were getting paid to do that. <laughs> There'd be like no guys with their clothes on at all. Right, I'd have my man boobs out the whole time. I'd be like, give me these fucking tips, baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I think if you can make money doing something that's one easy, and I, I'm not having any OnlyFans girls tell me what they do is hard, uh, bro. <laughs> it's fucking easy. I think what's hard about OnlyFans is getting the audience. Does that make yeah. sense? It's like YouTube yeah. almost. Like what YouTube isn't that hard because what you're actually doing is just uploading a video. And if you look at the, the big creators, when I say come to my head, I think you like when I say YouTube, I think PewDiePie, KSI. These dudes sit in front of a computer and do Reddit videos for the most part. Yeah. They have such a big audience that they've gained over years that they don't have to work anymore for what they do. They all have editors, <laughs> so they literally go on their computer. And they'll have a laugh at some jokes that other people have already put on the websites for them. And then they'll send that footage to an editor. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a saying that my dad told me it was hard work becomes easy work with hard work. Yeah. So you have to go through that grind. And right now I am, I feel like I'm doing the grind. I'm on that bumble level where I'm like, right, I'm doing a bit of shit, but it's not where I want to be at. But I have to keep that goal in mind. Like, I'm doing this for a bit of fun because I do enjoy the interaction. I don't understand why some of my videos do bad. I would have thought my Civic being on track, for instance, would be doing better than it is right now. That's just me being yeah. honest. You know, it's been up for eight hours and it's only got 2,200 views. Considering that car has been, everyone's been like, get the Civic on track, get the Civic on track. I've actually gone and got it on track and no one seems to give a shit. And I feel like I'm going to be punished because I didn't do it all in one go probably two years ago when I should have done. But I was... <laughs> I was busy learning drifting. I, I found something I really enjoyed. And I was like, I want to get good at this now. Why is that a problem? Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah, this. I, I've had videos that have just like popped, like popped off compared to my other videos. And they've all, most of them have been videos that like, I just thought about, maybe I shouldn't upload this. And I had a, I had a one where I did right at the beginning, I reset the uh, service light on my work van. Mm -hmm. It's got like 50,000 views. Wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's because that'll be something that people are searching for now, right? Yeah. Because they'll be like, their work van will be dead. And they'll be like, how the fuck do I reset my service, service light? Do you know what I mean? Like my big video I had was that um, Twizzy one that I did. And it just so happened that I uploaded it when electric cars were becoming a big thing and F1 series was on. So everyone was searching for them two terms on YouTube. YouTube told yeah. me that. They openly told me that. They were like, that video's done so well because of this. Can you do more stuff like that? I was like, well, nah, build Hondas normally or go drifting. I can't do more electric <laughs> yeah. twizzy videos. I, I don't want to either. But like I said, there's a formula. And if you're willing to go on that, then you can be successful. So I am going to be going back to doing like modified car features again. And that starts in two days. I've got my first one going up online in two days. And these are all from a track day. And I enjoyed doing them so much. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to bring them back. So I've contacted a few other people that I think I'm only doing them 
if I feel like that video will appeal to a wider audience instead yeah. of me just finding a car and being like, I have to have a video doing one of these every week. Cause I, at one point I was trying to do one, um, one car feature a week. So I was constantly trying to get a modified car video in, da, 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 da. but now I'm doing it. Like I'll be like, so I'll find like, I know it sounds cringy, but I'll find a girl who's quite attractive with a nice car. And I'll be like, right. Okay. Let's try and get her on. You know, or I'll find a dude that's built this insane car. The same thing all of us do. You know, like, you go, right, okay, this will work. And it's just like, if this works out, sick. If it doesn't, I don't care because I'm not doing this to be famous off of this. This just could help the channel, you know? Yeah. So I, I, my passion really relies in building my cars, driving the bollocks off them, breaking them, fixing them, driving the bollocks off them, breaking them. Fi- does that make sense? Improving <laughs> on them, getting new I think wheels. everybody does that. Yeah. Really, but- but realistically, you've got Adam LZ and TJ Hunt are two of the people that really profit off that. You've got Dustin Williams, is his name, in America. Absolutely yeah, smashes yeah. it. He builds some fucking sick cars, mate. Like, yeah, that. did you see that um, Millennium JDAR 35 GTR? That thing is so... I, I've been watching his S2000 <laughs> build recently, and I'm just like, yeah. man... He literally just bought the spoon catalog, dude. I was like, think how much <laughs> capital you have to have to just go to Spoon and be like, I'll have everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that, I don't even want to think what that bill would be. That's got to be a hundred odd, hundred thousand upwards of a full oh, yeah, spoon catalog for one car. And like, I, I'm just like, imagine being in that position. But I don't like to hate. I don't like to sit here and be like jealous or like, oh fuck them, they don't deserve that. Because like, I want to be in that position one day. So I don't want people to feel like that about me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know the struggle that they've been through to get there. You only start to notice them when they're at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. I think as well, like, when uh, when I first started Heavyset, I had a very hostile mindset like that. Like, it was everybody was competition. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I agree. When I was 621, I, I, I only 621. That's exactly what I used to be like. That was like, I, I was everyone's competition. I'm not friends with anybody in this game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, it, it, and it's so counterproductive like it it gets you absolutely nowhere and it took me so long to realize that that like actually working with people and um yeah like being friendly it gets you so much further oh, than... so much further like oh it's just unbelievable like i and what i also realize is there is enough business out there for everyone like that's yeah. what i've realized and i i feel the same way with youtube there is like with me like i want i want some new car youtube to watch but i i kind of at the minute i just kind of want to watch drift guys building drift cars because that's what i really like you know i like seeing sylvia's being put together i like it, and that's what i want to watch i don't want to watch everybody like i don't i don't care yeah. if someone's building a focus or building a clear or I, yeah. I don't i don't care do you know what i mean but things i do like is track day videos i watch um the 200 brake horsepower club that driftworks are doing at the minute i love them videos like just a group of dudes that have been doing car stuff forever that have all b- bought and built 200 brake horsepower cars and going to smash them around I track haven't, i haven't watched those yet, oh they're so hot. much fun man. like <laughs> because that you know it, it makes me because i've obviously been in a situation where i've been out of drive some insane cars but going out the other day in my civic just was like i don't want anything else other than this i was like this this yeah. makes me happy i don't need to i've always wanted to build an m3 track car and i think that's why i started to resent the civic during the build because i was like the amount of money in on this i could have had an e92 m3 manual and be making this into a track car do you know what i mean and like yeah that, that's just part of being a car guy yeah though, is you always want more don't you yeah <laughs> yeah but then I obviously think... being out of buying m3 and have it on the road as my dream car on the road i'm like yeah this is this is perfect for what this does for me but like the civic out the other day chasing around the bigger power cars 
I was just yeah. having the time of my life. And I was just like, I know my rev matching shit. I haven't driven a manual car in fucking years like this. Like, <laughs> I know I suck at track days at the minute. I know my braking is terrible. I know my lines probably aren't even that great. But I am having the most fun I've had in ages. And now I've already booked another track day for December, which will be my first ever wet track day. So now I'm looking at trying to find another set of wheels that will go over my brake calipers that I can buy a decent set of wet tires for. Just so yeah. I can like go and experience a wet track day and not be terrified with the summer slicks on you know like so yeah but um but yeah like youtube's a hard one man like i thought like because of the views i had during lockdown on my story time videos that they were getting the views i want over 10k video like over 10k views a video and every single one apart from one did over 10k i then uploaded one recently um and i think it was the first one in four months i'd uploaded and it did 4k and then i had to take it down because i called a guy's girlfriend flumpy and it made me feel bad i was like i need to edit that bit out and i can't work out how to edit it on youtube so i've kind of just kept it down at the minute like i'm really happy with the video itself but i don't like the fact that i called this girl flumpy because i was like there is a there is a way of going in there and taking like a section out yeah i need to learn how to do it i know you can because i've done it before but i can't remember how so like i i basically call this girl flumpy but then i realized like i was taking the piss out of her other half who's a piece of shit basically and like i was making it funny and i called her flumpy and i was like imagine if he like beats her or something and then she sees this video online of me calling her flumpy and it just makes her day even worse you know what i mean i was like yeah. i had like this whole meltdown of like, <laughs> like i was like oh I, to, scenario, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I just got to take this down because i don't want to hurt this woman like the guy i don't give a fuck about he's an absolute dickhead but like the girl i was like she did nothing to deserve this other than being in a relationship with this guy like do you know what i mean so i was like i just need to cut that little bit out and i think i'll blur his face but at the end of the day like it's just a funny video do you know what i mean like and i need to get back online because it was funny and i i would love to do more stand-up comedy style videos but if they're only gonna get 4k views i'm like well does that harm my channel you know, whereas like the other, yeah, it's a but even one. my car videos, like new parts for my Sylvia has only got 4k views. And I'm like, I don't know what I've done wrong into, and maybe it's how long the cars have taken to build, but that Sylvia one was completely out of my hands. Like, I, it's not been yeah, my fault. I think, I think the only way to do it is just make what you want to make and stop. I, you can think about it all day long yeah, and yeah, you'll yeah, just 100%. never, never figure it out. Like, I think the the reason my micro videos did so much better than anything else I've ever done is because when the micro was the first car that I modified since since I gave up, I basically gave up cars for, for a year. I just didn't ha have anything to do with them, really, uh, after heavy set. And then the micro was the first car that I built after after everything. And I was like, right, I could go out and buy... I had the money basically from selling the pizza shop and stuff. I could have gone out and bought, bought an R32 GTR, which is probably, a, I should probably should have done because I would have made a shitload of money. <laughs> but the, I was like, I'm just going to go out and buy Summit Basic um, and just like act like I'm 17 years old when I used to absolutely love cars and nothing stressed me out. It was just all good fun and, and have a laugh. So I went out and bought the Micra and I was like, I'm going to turn it into a track car because nobody would expect me to do that <laughs> so yeah yeah of course. of course um yeah and i think that those videos just did so much better because i was so enthusiastic about it and i was like really into it and just loved what i was doing at the time and it was just like i wasn't stressed out about it because i was just yeah just having fun with the car and it, it wasn't it wasn't like draining all my finances or um yeah 
like just it wasn't a financial pressure or anything like that i was just enjoying it i was doing track days in it um it was surprisingly quick i didn't expect it to be, do as well as it did yeah yeah and, but you're yeah, living the dream think... with you, having fun with it. I've just just had a comment from some another dickhead on you. This is the problem with YouTube, man. That you just everyone's allowed to comment on it. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I feel like you should have an IQ test of whether you're allowed <laughs> to fucking have an account on YouTube. This guy just put put uh, you need a K20 supercharger in your EG, and I just put well, I was keeping up with all these fast K20 Type R's. I was like, I don't think it's my car that needs work, and he just put well, you couldn't keep up with my mate's radical. Yeah. A fucking radical! It's basically a fucking race car that you're allowed to drive on the road. <laughs> I, I, I just put up, oh, there's no trophies at track days. I was having a fucking great time. That's all that matters. I was yeah. having a great time in a car I've built. Go fuck yourself, man. Like, honestly, yeah. like, I, the problem is as well now, because I don't really have 621 where I'm, uh, it's not my main job anymore. I, I do it as a hot side thing now. It's like a bit of fun, like whatever. But I don't, I don't have to be nice to everyone anymore. So I can yeah. just tell people, fuck <laughs> off. Go away. Fuck off. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine now searching for like a Snetterton track day, finding some guy like yourself going around in a micro and be like, you couldn't keep up with my Civic. Your car's fucking shit. Yeah. I just can't imagine doing that. I just watch you <laughs> going around and be like, you look like you're having a right good crack in that. Maybe I should build a one liter micro. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. I just fucking, I just can't be arsed with people anymore, mate. But fuck it. He's only made it awkward for himself. Because if he wants to come up, oh yeah, it was my mate. So I'll be like, all right, cool. I don't want to talk to you, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's the well, same well, when well, I had the micro. It was like, oh, why, why, why don't you put an SR20 in it? I was like, well, what, I don't need to. I'm having fun in it the way it is. Yeah. It's a it's a bog standard 1.3 micro with some tires and coilovers. Yeah. And I'm keeping up with loads of other stuff on the track that has like five times as much power as yeah, me. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Like as long as you're having fun in the car, it doesn't matter what you're driving, does it? Yeah. So. I know, man. People are just, uh, people just love to put their fucking asshole opinion in, but that is just part and parcel of the internet. And I'm lucky that, like I said, I feel so lucky that. I'm as old as I am and I got to grow up with the internet and have this almost protective shield over me. Does that make sense? Like, cause I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine being like an insecure 18 year old boy. Like I used to be yeah, just not knowing having what to, <laughs> just having to deal with this shit without already being hard coated by modern warfare, fucking lobbies and car forums <laughs> where everyone hates each other and fucking you know, and YouTube where you grow up and people, you'd be, Oh, you're fucking nonce. I had one guy when I just started YouTube going, you got fucking over by him. Sick. Look at your face. What's that? <laughs> Oh, I got an overweight. I think it's, I, I was like proper praying. I was like, I don't think I have. My teeth, <laughs> teeth don't line up. But I was like, I don't think I've got an overbite. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, well, fuck him anyway. You look like a fucking scruff. Do you know what I mean? That's my reaction. It's just to be even horrible there to somebody else. Or just yeah. call him a rat or something like that. Fuck off, you little rat. You can't talk to me like that. Fucking can watch me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm, I, I mean, yeah. but I'm not, I'm that mouthy in real life as well, though. That's my problem. Like, I can't keep my mouth shut half the time. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's funny. It's funny I to think me. Just people, I, I, I try because, like, I think everybody, like, everybody our age was a dick on the internet when they were younger. Like, well, I still just, am now. Was, <laughs> but yeah. I, just, I just pick and choose my times wisely, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, but, I do understand that, you know, even with a small following, you've got to be careful with what you say. And, you know, you obviously want more people to follow you and you want more people to enjoy what you do because at the end of the day, I'm putting this stuff out for entertainment. Like, you know? So, so yeah. yeah. And I think, like, I, I, the way I do it now, like since I'm, I'm thinking a bit more clearly is I try not to just, I try not to say anything that I wouldn't say to somebody in person. Mm. Like I, I react, I interact with people on the internet the same as I would if I was face to face. And if I wasn't, if I wouldn't say it to their face, I won't say it online. Um, whereas I feel like when, when I had heavyset 
I really went out of my way for this guy. One time is um, he had an EF with a B16 in it and it's one of his hoses burst and he we were going to Jap Fest the next day. So I drove to Manchester to drop them off for him, which is like an hour and a half away from where I live. And yeah, dropped them off so that he could get his car up and running and go to Jackfest the next day. I didn't charge him anything for delivering it. I did it just purely out of helping, just to help him out. And uh, yeah, ever since that day afterwards, he would comment on everything that I posted on the heavy set page, get like just giving me shit, saying, mm. oh, your parts are made in China and all this crap. I was like, well, everything's made in China. Find <laughs> something that isn't and like, See, I had one, not, not, they didn't have the same outcome as that, but I, I basically had a guy's dad ring me and he was like, um, my son sent me a website because he wants a status seat for his car. Yeah. And I was like, okay. He's like, the only problem is his birthday is literally in two days. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, if you buy it right now, I'll chuck it in my van and I'll drive right to you right now. It was like half four on a, on a Thursday, I think. So there was no way I was going to get that seat to him in time unless I drove it there. So I drove to Kent, which is about an hour and a half from me, two hours in a van in rush hour traffic. So probably two and a half hour trip there. Dropped this seat off. Very happy. They were all so happy. Like, you know, they thought I was the fucking tits. I was like, cool. Like, and I was like, if you ever want another one, let me know. I'd love to supply it. You know, like I only do delivery for a tenner, so sound like whatever. And then I get the order through for a status seat from one of my dealers that was selling status seats to go to this guy's address. And I was like, he went and bought a second one from someone else. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, why was my yeah. service not good enough? Like, I don't, and I, I've realized a lot of it is that they, a lot of people don't want to buy from someone the same age as them, especially if you're younger, you, you want to be, you want to buy from a motorsport place, you know, and be like, Oh yeah, I got all my stuff from this place. And like, think because the 621 i was doing honda stuff and he didn't own a honda so maybe he didn't want to buy directly from a honda brand that's known in the yeah. honda scene like and i was like all right cool we'll just have to kind of work with it work with it and i still sold the seat i still made a bit of money but nowhere near as amount as i would have done if i was selling it does that make sense and i was like yeah yeah just felt a little bit sour to me i was like wow i wonder what i did wrong with that guy do you know what i mean like, i wonder what i did that pissed them off that didn't want to buy from me again especially considering i drove four and a half hour round trip to drop this seat off on a night where i could have been out with my girlfriend you know what i mean at the time, yeah, it, at the got, time like, it got to me so bad when that happened as well like it literally ground on me for months because really? like i'd gone so out of my way to help this guy out and then he was just hurling abuse at me and i i, I eventually just messaged him directly on facebook and was like have, have i done something wrong and he was like no i just don't like I was like, have I done something? Like, did I say something to you that that's upset you? And he was like, no. And he was like, you're just making all this shit that everyone else makes. And I was like, yeah, but I've dr driven all the way down to deliver this hose kit to you and not charge you a penny for it. And uh, he was like, yeah, no, I appreciate that. But I'm, and then I was like, so what's the problem? And he was just like, oh, nothing. I'll stop commenting on it. And then two months later, he's, at it again oh mate i i have a very you know i mentioned the scottish guy earlier a very yeah. similar thing where i even messaged him after he was kicking i was like what what have i done so wrong because he was a customer of mine before this like he'd bought parts off me and was like thank you for the great service mate and this was his friend that had the problem it wasn't even him that had the problem and he used to say exactly the same thing well, your parts are just made in china i'd be like well they're not they're made in taiwan i was like yeah. so you're wrong there instantly he was like, oh you're just getting this shit made in all the same places with the other i was like no i'm not like the brands that come out of this factory that I make my coilovers in are huge. Like they make OEM parts for Hyundai. Like we're not talking about some 
crap shock company here. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like it went fucking crazy. And like every time like, I messaged him, he was like, I just don't think your coilovers have been developed properly, blah, blah, blah. And then I found out he's a farmer. What the fuck does he know about making suspension? <laughs> you know, and the set that he had, he was saying there was shit and there was something wrong. We're, oh, we're two years old on the set of DC2 that he'd bought, but he didn't even have any faults with them. He just wasn't yeah. happy with how it went around track. But if, you're, if you've never done track driving before, now I'm not going to preach to say I'm the best at track driving. I have a lot to learn still, but I understand basic car setup. It's your yeah. alignment, your brakes and your tires are the three most important things. Then it comes to, you know, your suspension when you're running and, and you know, your, your, what brand arms you're using and stuff like the, the most important things I've found is tire and brakes. You put good tires and good brakes on any car, you can go faster on a racetrack. Yeah. Simple yeah, as that. And I, I felt like I am being targeted because this car's not set up right. Because yeah. if they're that bad, why is my Civic so fast around track with me driving it? I'm not even that good. Do you know what I mean? Imagine <laughs> if I did put somebody in it that was good and see how fast that car could go. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I feel like there's a lot to go with that. But I feel like we've spoke very negatively about the car scene. So until, towards the end, now coming towards the end of the podcast, like, let's talk positively about it. Because like, yeah. you did that video about positivity in the car scene. And what, what, are your, what, what would you like to see out of it? What, what good stuff do you see changing? And how has it helped you? Like, how has the car scene? I think, I think since I took a bit more of a backseat in it, I've seen <laughs> a lot more of like a positive light and a positive side to it. Um, definitely since I got my MX-5, the, commu- the MX-5 community is crazy, crazy nice in com- comparison to a lot of the other um, like groups and stuff I've been part of. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's partially because like, there's a much wider age range of mm-hmm. people that own them. Um, yep. Whereas like, when I had my micro, it was obviously a lot younger people because that's just the kind of people that modify micros. And um, yeah, it was, I think it, it would just be nice to, I, I think just if people just thought about what they were posting before, like they commented on things and... Just uh, uh, the way I see it is when I'm about to, so sometimes I write stuff out, like in, in rage, mainly on YouTube, in return to a comment. It, it'd normally be yeah. me replying to one. But then I'm like, oh, what day has this guy had? Yeah. What, you know, yeah. what if his girlfriend's just broke up with him? What if he's just lost his job? What if his mum's just died? Like, what if something really bad has happened and this is just an explosive moment where he's being an asshole? Because yeah. he's having a bad day and I've posted this video of me having a great time. You know, and like, and I, I, I try and step back a little bit now and I try and like reply as nice as I can. Sometimes I do lose my head because I'm human too. I have bad days. But that's how I try and deal with it now. And I think, like, like you said, you know, um, the communities and that how how it varies and changes i think that the problem is like the longer you're in a scene the more sour you will see it as because you'll have just yeah. been around for a long time you'll have good memories that might not even be that good when they're actually happening but they're better now <laughs> when you think back to yeah. them. does that make sense so like there's a lot of good in all of them i think um so yeah but carry on sorry i keep interrupting you i don't mean to but it's just the comp- the way the comp- yeah i think i think just for, for me especially like when i first started jdm north it was absolutely mega. Like re- I really, really enjoyed it. Everybody was like really positive about it because of, there, were, there just wasn't anything else up here at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just as time went on, it just the the meets became more and more difficult. People would start like complaining and moaning, and like I just it, it kind of killed it for me. And I, I I was I would 
at the beginning I was I was really in like in love with it I would I spent so much time and effort on it and I got nothing out of it other than yeah just enjoyed it yeah, yeah of course. being part of it yeah so um I think when I took a step back and I was just like I, I just want to find what I re- originally fell in love with like when it was just a lot more a lot more simple I guess and I wasn't constantly chasing power from a car and like I, I was just out having a good time with my friends basically so um yeah that's that's basically what I tried to do when I went once I start once I came back to getting into cars um so yeah I, I think I have a much more positive experience when I'm like face to face with people which was the opposite before I, I, I just couldn't even interact with people so um yeah I, I, I find like when I go to meets especially that like when I go to the track the track is like the best day I, I have ever I, I look forward to it so much because everybody there is having a good time they're all in a good mood unless your car's broken down then you're <laughs> probably not but the, um, yeah everybody's just in a good mood and it doesn't matter what like brand or manufacturer you like like car you've got it, everybody's just inclusive and mm. talks to you and just dead happy and just having a good day and i love that like that's the best yeah yeah for sure i've for made me. some of my best friends and I, I stand by this like from being at, at track days so like i've i recently did the track day in my civic and i went with the h life guys because they messaged me and they're like book onto this and i've known them for like must be 10 years some of them like alex i've probably known longer i've probably known alex like 12 years do you remember alex wilson from civic life who had the he was 19 with the r33 gtr he popped yeah, up yeah, on yeah alex fucking alex mate like, i remember that because like, he used to work for an insurance company so that's how he got insured on it and it used to <laughs> wind me up so much because i was like i just want a fast japanese car like <laughs> know what i mean like, i was like how's this guy got one like i can even remember messaging going tell me how you got that insurance and he was like i work for adrian flux i was like god Damn it! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I went with him, and I've known him for so long. And then, like my friend Lewis and my friend Pete, even Pete, a local guy that I met through car meets and cars because we both had Honda Integras. So you know, when you go to a meet, he had his yeah. DC2, I'd have my DC5. So it'd be like, oh, is that DC2? Let's park up next to it. Do you know what I mean? And like, oh, you're gonna go to that uh, car park? You know, that meet in London with the Hondas on on the weekend? Be like, yeah, yeah, I am. All right, cool. Do you want to convoy up? Yeah, we'll wash the cars together. And that's just how it all come from and now pete's one of my best mates do you know what i mean like lewis yeah lewis one of my best mates like i sent i booked on this track day in december and i've just sent him a link instantly and he was like dude you're gonna bankrupt me i was like book it now and he was like all right do you <laughs> know what i mean so he's taking his subaru on on track and i'll be there in my civic and like like this even though there is a lot of negativity and i feel like the more involved in all the drama and all the gossip and that i was the less i enjoyed the car stuff but like but I take it yeah. out, like you said, just go back to basics. And I'm like, I just want to use my cars. I want to go out and meet some, look at other people's cars and check out what they've got. And like, look at some nice cars, like, and talk to the owners and like, not be involved in the drama and in the, the beef and all that shit. Just go and be a car guy, you know? And like, yeah. go back to, and that's why I bought my camera. I bought a, cam, a new camera recently. And I was like, I just want to go back to what 621 used to be. Me with a camera. Yeah. And, that, and that's truly, if I could have it as just a blog again, I would. But the problem is it does make good money out of selling car parts. So I'm stupid to turn that money down. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. it allows me to still make merch. I can buy merch whenever I want to sell again. Cause I don't need to raise the funds for the capital. It's like, okay, the, the money's in the bank. I want to do yeah. some new stuff. Let's pay for it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the, the, the best thing about it for me is when you meet the, your true friends, 
you meet people that have become your true friends. Not you're not just friends because you both drive Honda Civics. You're not yeah. just friends because you both like drifting. You you're friends because you're there for each other. In yeah, I found as well like with me doing YouTube as well. I met some really cool guys. Like um, we have a group chat on um, Instagram with like okay. a load of small YouTubers. So okay, uh, cool. that Jay did this. You know the guy that yeah you yeah yeah yeah. So, Love yeah, him. yeah. What, what a cool guy he is. Yeah, he's awesome. And um, yeah, so there's, yeah, I've met a few people through just doing YouTube and that's like talking to each other and getting like tips and stuff. Um, and just, yeah, it's, it's really cool because we're just, it's, it's just such a positive environment. Everyone's helping each other. There's no like hostility towards, towards yeah, yeah, each yeah. other. And definitely. Um, and I love that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just wish that the whole car scene was more like that. But I think, like, as I've, as I've grown up, I've learned that it's just picking the right place to be rather than um... what what i've learned is that just because we all like the same thing does not mean we will all like each other yeah okay yeah. so i used to want everyone to like me i'd be like what can i do to make everyone like me i'll do free photo shoots i'll do i'll host free meets you know come and you know come and get a free sticker come and do that you know I'll try and make everyone like me and then i realized like some of these people that i might have initially got on really well with over time, I'm like, actually, they're a bit of a fucking dick. Like, I don't want to associate with this person. Or they might be thinking that about me. Do you know what I mean? And, like, no one ever asks, like, ads, are you okay? You know, like, have yeah. you got anything going on? Like, are you all right? Like, you know, it was always like, oh, ad will give me a free T-shirt because he knows I'll do a post on Instagram. And it'll be like, mate, do you not want my company to win at all? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and it was just like, like, I remember I fell out with one friend for a long time. That's why, like, he disappeared off the YouTube and stuff because, um, he tried to play me off over 40p with Tegua. <laughs> I was like, you're really going to buy from someone else over 40p? I was like, I can't. Yeah. I was like, I'm not making anything on this. I have to pay postage where you get free postage from them. So I'm losing my profit. It, do you know what I mean? I was like, I, I can't. And that's why I was like, well, fuck it. If you don't even want to support what I do, man, for 40p, like, fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. But there's so, like I said, there's so much good stuff to be learned. You get to learn new skills. Like, even though a lot of people don't know how to communicate it, they can teach you how to do new skills. Like, so like these got like when I was on that track day, I think my braking was shit. So I'm like, right, I need to work on my braking and my, my heel towing because I was rev matching at the wrong time. And I knew I was doing it, but I'm a YouTuber. So I was like, well, I'm filming it. I can't go out and redo it. Now my car's broken. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, I just yeah. have to post it. And I know, I, you know, when you're uploading something, you're like, Oh, so many people are going to give me grief for this and not give me the benefit of the doubt. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's like, I, get, I got that all the time when I did track day videos in my micro. Mm. Um, and then pe people would be like, oh, you, you're not rev matching or like, you're just no, not I driving properly. Yeah, like, I just reply. I try to reply. Um, like, like uh, I always replied like something along the lines of like, I know I'm rusty at the minute. I'll get there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. fucking hell. I, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm like, well, I'm six foot seven and I'm driving a Nissan Micra. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not think the physics about that. Yeah, like, yeah. My, my knees are wedged against the steering wheel. I can't, I physically cannot heel and toe. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. It's brilliant. Like, I think it's great. I don't think there is so much good to be said with being into cars and modifying cars, but I feel like there's a fine line you walk between being involved in the car community and being involved in the what I'd class as the car scene, which is yeah. the car scene is where all the bullshit lies whereas if you're yeah. involved in the car community and you just, just it, that's where the happy medium is and that's why i'm like i'll be honest i'm friendly with a lot of the big names in the car scene as such 
I get on really well with them and we'll have conversations. I'll be in their DMs. I'll be in my DMs. We'll be chatting. We'll be having a laugh. We'll meet up at shows. I'll put me in my videos. You know what I mean? But like, I keep them at arm's length where I'm just like, look, I get what you're doing. I get it. It's cool. It's good for you. But for me, it doesn't work anymore. Like five years ago, I'd have been well into it. I'd have fucking loved it. <laughs> what beef's going on? Fucking hell. I'm going to put a fucking post up. So people, but now I'm like, do you know what? I just, I just want that happy life, man. I just want to like know where <laughs> yeah, I want my, yeah. I want to, I want to buy some parts of my cars and go and fit them and go on a road trip or I want to go on a track day. Like the problem for me is like, I genuinely do enjoy a road trip or a track day more than a car show. So when everyone's yeah. like, Oh, you don't, you're not involved in the industry because you don't come to shows anymore. I'm like, dude, I don't want to just put my car on a stand and have fucking people come and look at it. Like uh, I'm going to be yeah. on a track. I'd rather go on a track day. Like I'd rather go on a drift day. I'd rather fly to Japan and, watch a drift day out there do you know what i mean like and do <laughs> yeah. fucking rad shit instead of driving up to freaking manchester and booking a hotel for two nights and do, do you know what i mean like it's like yeah i think as well like when um, don't well, get me well, wrong get... i'll go i will go to some don't get me wrong i will i'm not absolutely against it but i i won't go to one every weekend like some people do yeah i, I think when um when i was running heavy set i just like was so submerged in that whole car show thing and it wasn't really me. Like I, I enjoy car shows now and again, but I didn't really want to be going to a car show like five times, like a month. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, and, and if you have a partner as well and yeah. they're not into it, it makes for very awkward weekends sometimes. Cause they're like, well, what do you yeah. want to do? I'm like, well, I'm going to this car show, but I know you don't want to come. So that's why I didn't ask you. Oh, you didn't ask me. You don't want me that. No, no. I just know you're going to hate it. So why would I, ask? you know what I mean? Like it was like, it's them growing pains of becoming an adult. And I'm like, you're 32. I'm 31. Like, I wasn't joking when I say we're still young because there's still so much life left to live. And it, you know, yeah. if we're lucky enough to live it, like I don't take anything for granted. Um, but like, there's so much left to experience and to learn. And like, I'm going to be transforming because like I said, I don't do 621 as a retail shop anymore. I'm going to be transforming 621 into where I make my podcasts and I'm going to oh, have right. it turned cool. into an actual like room. It's not going to be like a studio, but I'm going to slowly invest in all the stuff to turn the podcast into somewhere that or like you could come and sit with me. Yeah. Like, like, like um, you'd see on a proper podcast, for instance, that it would just be in a Zoom call. You know, and it'd be yeah. that sort of thing where I'm going to try and not just have it about cars. I will have car talk like this. And like, but like, that's why I asked you more about the, your personality disorder you said about, because I'd love to be able to hear more about that because it's like, I love, I don't want to just talk about car. I love talking about cars. I love that cars bring people together, but I want to know everyone's story, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, have you got... Well, I think we should bring it to an end, dude. We've been chatting for hours. So thank you very much for coming <laughs> yeah, on. No, I don't um, know what time it is. Do, do some plugging, man. Like, where can people find you? Your social medias, etc. cetera? Um, so probably the main two is is Instagram is uh, leadfoot underscore ash. And then uh, YouTube, which is leadfoot TV. Um, Hang on, man. Well, I really hope you get some followers from this i think um hopefully you know i know the, the youtube doesn't this this youtube the podcast one doesn't get as many views but i'm going to slowly over my time now um start breaking the podcast down into clips as well so highlights to hopefully yeah, make yeah. more for easier viewing um if any of you out there want to follow me it's at adam ival um my youtube channel adam ival um all that sort of good stuff please subscribe to the podcast channel though it means a lot like the podcast is something i really believe i i i can push on and have something great with and get some really cool guests on. So Ash, you are one of those. I really appreciate you being on with me, dude. I'm going to say thank you so much. And we're going to end the recording here. So thank yeah, you very much. Thanks for much. having me on. No it's problem awesome. at all, man. Make sure you all check out his <laughs> socials and stuff. Take it easy. <laughs>